Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. First up is the man responsible for bringing pretzels to us when we were starving at AEW because they didn't have any food. They ran out. Brendan, hold on. Hey, what's going on? Pretzel boy. Welcome back. Yep. Uh, appreciate you guys crushing it in my absence. Uh, we had a good time at the show, though. Had a great weekend, honestly. Watched that uh, Tyson Fury fight. And then, you know, the chaos of the week started. Just about to get in a Facebook fight with some old lady that looks like Greg the Hammer Valentine. So about. I'm feeling the year of no mercy. Dude, we were just talking about this. The internet sucks. I like five minutes before this podcast started, I got so fired up. Uh, are you are you guys in any of those like neighborhood Facebook groups Correct. or like citizen? Chris, you said yeah. Yeah. Well, so I was in uh, I was in citizen for a while. Um, that turned into my phone making. Well, that turned into constant COVID updates and waiting till COVID updates every day. So I kind of got rid of that. And not to mention, like, you know, it telling me that there was, uh, you know, a, who knows, a crime committed in West Philly. And I live in South Jersey, so I wasn't really too concerned about that. And then when the helicopter's noise started flying over my head, I was like, that's it. I'm done. What's um, the helicopter noise? What does that mean? For a while, Citizen did this thing where it would um, it would alert you when there was a helicopter taping a crime or like an action, any kind of police action involving a helicopter. And it would alert you by going, and a helicopter would fly past you. We could turn all that off, right? You don't need any of that on. Yeah. But I mean, what's the use? Did I really need it? Uh, You know, all it really did was tell me that there was a lot of naked people committing crimes in my area. And this is actually not even in my area in the city of Philadelphia. So uh, I got rid of that. Um, There is one for my town. But it is very, I want to say heavily regulated. So all the posts have to be approved for, through an admin. And, you know, if you start getting dickish, you just get cut off. It just gets dropped, which right. is fine. Because I need an ele- I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I need an electric. Yeah. I, I needed somebody to do some cleanup, like uh, some debris cleanup from some demo that we did. I got that through that uh, through Facebook. And I needed somebody to um, I, I need to look for an electrician to do some work inside my box. And I got some uh, recommendations through that. But other than that, I don't even really look at it. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm confused. So that's through Citizen or Facebook? No, Facebook. He was saying I I I I I, like I am a Facebook, Facebook group. Neighborhood Facebook group. It's one for the whole town. But like I said, it's heavily regulated. Gotcha. So if you go into gotcha. Shitsville, you're gone. Um, I'm not on Facebook. So there's your answer for that. Brandon, go ahead. Yeah, my experience is brutal. Like the one thing that I consistently see is no matter how seemingly normal of a post you make, somebody will respond with some dickhead shit. There was a post right before this I was just looking at. We've had some issues going on in the neighborhood. Like uh, last week, somebody got kidnapped at 8 a.m. at gunpoint in inside their house in uh, my neighborhood. Then tonight I come outside and there's like five cop cars at the intersection that I live at. And I go ghost see like, hey, see what's going on, on the Internet. This this woman had posted this whole thing. She got chased by somebody with a gun saying he was going to shoot him. 
blah, blah, blah. They ran inside. There's a large SUV. All this stuff, pretty normal. Just like, hey, something crazy just fucking happened on the street. Here's what I got. Like, be careful. Immediately, someone by the name of Kathleen comments and just says, why would you not call the police right then and there? No sympathy. No, like, holy shit. Immediately just dickhead shit from Kathleen and I just was about to comment and just say shut up Kathleen you look like Greg DeHammer Valentine so I'm f- feeling 2021 the, the year of no mercy here yes, but dude, the internet no sucks yeah the internet does suck I'll tell you I have a, a very what I always have done is I've typed out my response as vile as it could possibly be and then I just delete it <laughs> and I feel That's great a good idea. after I do it I just type all the words out and then I just delete them all and that's it I'm done I do not have Facebook, but my wife does, and she's in all the neighborhood groups. So we find out details and stuff. Like the uh, Mexican restaurant on the corner from our house, it's awesome, gets all these write-ups. It got robbed recently. Actually, last week it got robbed. A bunch of stuff that seems specific to an inside job, that's all I'm going to say. But um, she was reading some of the responses to me, like, I don't give a fuck. But she was reading the responses. Like, you know, there's always somebody like, that's what happens when you leave the place, leave all that equipment around, things going to happen. You got to understand, move the city, and these things happen. And it's the city. And it, shut the fuck up. Unless you Dude. have, like, information that's helping the situation, the fuck do you have to comment for? Do you come in your hand when you seem to say, I told you so. I told you so. I came. Like, what the fuck pleasure do you get out of making people feel like shit? I don't understand infuriating there's a guy in my facebook group for kathleen named kathleen every every single time something a crime happens it's some semblance of well can't change it it's north philly you shouldn't have moved here it's like bro shut the fuck up how does this help no no semblance of any offering of a solution someone would be like hey we we should get the uh cameras at the corner there fixed because otherwise we would have had to look at this person no point. Those cameras wouldn't have helped. It's fucking North Philly. Oh my god, dude. You just yeah. want I want to find this guy and just rock him. And it's also so, North Liberties, it's not North Philly, so Good, Chris. I love I look, you know what? I love that. That was the thing years ago when they first started I don't want to say first started, but when the when the when the snowball of uh the businesses becoming more and more businesses, people from um, the South Street area and South were going across market and across Spring Garden to go get drunk, basically. And people would say, oh, I went to this bar, whatever. And I went to this bar, whatever, last night. Oh, yeah, where's that? North Philly. Oh, oh, really? Where's that? Oh, yeah, it's at uh, 6th and 5th. Uh, uh, what's that? Um, Fairmount. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, bro. I don't know. That's pretty close to the projects right there. All right. Well, uh, semantics. Three. Th- one, let's say third and Fairmount. Third and Fairmount. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. There t- Dude, I, I, it's infuriating. I'm just pacing around my basement blasting hardcore music going insane. Hardcore? What are you listening to? What are you listening turn, to? Turnstile. I, I can't stop Oh, you're a Turnstile fan, aren't you? Yeah. Dude. Not E-Town e- Concrete? I'm going insane. Goddamn insane down here. Yeah. <laughs> Because if I were you, I'd be listening to E-Town Concrete. I'm just saying. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> well, don't, 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 we're going to talk about don't, wrestling. Don't, Chris, don't fight. Yeah. how are you? How was your week? 
there were, I think a majority, the bulk of this podcast is going to be about pretty much the only thing I did all week. Okay. Well, that's not, nothing wrong with that. So, I will tell you this, though. Yes. Uh, I made a pretty, I think, a pretty cool score since we're talking about wrestling Do today. It. Uh, I found, so AEW has their unrivaled collection. What does that mean? That's uh, just their figures or oh, the toys. Okay. collection. Okay. Their toys. Yeah. And today I stumbled on, they also have one figure that is a replica of the LJN super, Wrestling Superstars figures from the 80s. And I got them. The only problem is it's Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I have a couple of LJN like figures that are the Young Bucks that are pretty cool. But they're not. They're not. I can't. I mean, I can harm you, but not. I don't think I could harm you with this. Like you could harm me with King Kong Bundy in 1986. Yeah, the old LJN toys. But are basically, a giant rubber dog bone. Yeah. But um, other than that, it being Cody, I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. I wish they would make more of those. Poor Cody. I think he's misunderstood. I think that's a problem with his character. Nothing? Dead air. <laughs> Nothing? Dead air. Okay. Um, I'm Jim. I had I did lots of stuff. But we have stuff to talk about, so it doesn't matter. All right. First up, uh, what should we talk about? Let's see. Let's start with the – do you want to dive into AW or do you want to do that last? I think we should Let's do it last. Let's yeah. Cause... Okay. How about Dark Side of the Ring? Johnny Canines. Good, I wasn't the only one. No, that fucking episode sucked. I'll let you go first, Chris. I mean, just mid-season filler, right? I mean, who, my big who issue, cares? my big who issue, cares? yeah, my big issue is that I don't watch Dark Side of the Ring for true crime. I watch it for wrestling-related stuff, and this was a guy that just so happened to be a wrestler, but was really a gangster in a fucking drug dealing murdering motorcycle gang he just so happened to be a wrestler yeah he was a biker quote-unquote biker that happened to wrestle on the side yeah he didn't make his money that's, doing that that's for sure yeah that's that's it's just what well, that was i mean like we could have done with one less episode brandon do you i'd like to hear your opinion on this because you had no idea who johnny canine was no never heard of him um I, this was just I guess they partnered up with Chris Jericho for this season. This was just them spitballing episode ideas. And Jericho was like, oh, how about Johnny Canine? You guys didn't hear the story about he put that bag, the ex- exploding bomb at the police station? That guy had a crazy life. You should do an episode about this. But that little bit was the whole interesting blip about Johnny Canine, if that was even interesting. There was no like a compelling life story to this at all. So – that, that's kind of what was my read on this was just like they threw out these these uh, half-assed ideas. I feel like this probably has happened to like 50 guys that did a couple wrestling matches at right. some point. Only notable part of this was just Macho Man rules that he that he showed up and was just like, I'll put your guy over. I thought that was over. cool. Yeah, that was yeah. ultimate ultimate pro, right? Like I'm leaving. I ain't got to win. I uh, Yeah, he's like, what the heck? This <laughs> – these particular episodes where you're like, oh, this is kind of weird. I don't. Doesn't this show seem a little Canada-centric? Does this have to do with Jer- Jericho, or does it seem like is this produced in Canada? I know it's aired on a specific Canadian channel besides Vice. Like it seems like a lot of these are about Canada. 
you mean to tell me there's not Americans? I mean, d- d- no offense to Canada. Great country, beautiful place. But, you know, you don't deserve like 40% of the attention. We got one one Onita episode that was Japanese. The rest are American and Americans and Canadians. Even fucking Chris Benoit was a Canadian. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I just looked it up. Country of origin, Canada. There you go. So it makes sense. Okay. I just, like, this seems like such a fringe story to tell. Like, Brandon had no idea who this guy was going in. Chris and I only know him as the barking guy on, as a jobber on WWE. Yeah. Oh, fuck about this guy's story. I mean, they, you know, to their credit, uh, well, <laughs> they, they did, did say that, you know, pretty much everybody that's of a certain age just knows him as the barking jobber on WWF. So, you know, I mean, they they didn't play him up like he was a bigger wrestler than he was. But at the same time, those dudes weren't, were they really pro wrestlers or were they guys that showed up once they could talk about? 100%. Or maybe, you know, they got another season coming and maybe they're saving them. Do they have another season? I don't know. I don't know. If they're going to drag us through these stories. I hope not. Yeah, like, I mean, come on with this shit. Is this is this season one or season is this season two or this season three? That's it. They're done. Yeah, this is That's the magical it. number Most, for Netflix. Yeah, season this is three, the this so is the this yeah. is the um the uh the analytics have told us that this is when people start tuning out. Right. And yeah, this would definitely I, be one like I didn't pay attention to a lot of this. When a lot of these episodes kind of like, you know, you even with a question mark over your head, you're like this is pretty ridiculous and entertaining. Instead, it turned into biker guy dies. Okay, great. Wife wife apologist apologized for murderous biker drug dealer. He was a great guy wow. if he didn't great kill guy. people. <laughs> he was a great yeah, guy at home when the murders weren't happening. Yeah. Chris? They had a two-minute story in there about how he wasn't good at doing the dishes. That's how boring this episode was. Yeah, it was. Oh, he, Although, yeah, I will they, tell they, you this about hold this on, episode. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. They had yeah, they made a point to like Jericho just kept interjecting stupid shit to make this story entertaining and that was not part of it. Go ahead, Chris. I did thanks to Jim, I did get a very good look at Jericho's hair plugs. In this episode, they're quite furry yes. in the front. His 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 hair kind of looks like it looks like, like Steven a horse's, hair. A horse's tail in looks the terrible. front there. Looks yeah. I'm not gonna shame somebody for going bald. I mean you go bald, you go bald, but Let's handle it gracefully. Let's not stick a horse's ass on your forehead. Oh, nobody's shaming anybody for doing anything. But when somebody's got shitty plugs, it is your fucking moral obligation to mock them relentlessly behind their back. <laughs> Pretty good thought. Exactly. Yeah, it's like when you people get the big uh, white veneers that are like cartoon teeth. It's just like uh, you can't. You can't. You can't not notice when all of a sudden someone has like giant white teeth or the most insane thick hair in their mid fifties that just kind of came out of nowhere. Right. But yeah, this, actually, this, uh, sorry. Go ahead. No, finish. No, no, you're speed. I'm sorry. You're getting uh, fake teeth. I would rather hear about that than. No, no, but I have to get mine filed down a little bit. Do you? Why? They're too big. Yeah. No, they're not. Definitely not too big. It, it's from. You probably have. You probably oh, have the same place of teeth too big. <laughs> You, you may have the same problem I have. I mean, I have it from lifting weights, uh, and that's biting down so much on your teeth, like grunting so much on your teeth that they actually start to crack. No, I've, I've, uh, I grind my teeth in my sleep. Or you grind your teeth in your sleep, one or the other. And they've kind of – they're getting a little jagged, 
along yeah. the, the bottoms. And yeah, my dentist good. was like, well, I'm going to slow this down. I think next time you come in, we're going to grind those teeth down just a tiny bit. And when I went out to make my next, because I was going in for a, uh, I went in for a, I don't know if it was a filling or my cleaning, whatever it was. But I went in, I've been in there twice in the last month. And I went, I went up to the girl front. She was like, okay, well, you know, we have an appointment in like three weeks. I was like, I don't want to see you in October. Done. I'm, November, I'll be back. That's it. She's going to be fine. She's going to have a Dremel in my mouth. So and that, what's up? Go so ahead, what's man. going on? Just so I understand, Derek, your teeth are – you're already have grinding them down too much, but now yep. they've become too sharp that you're doing – No, I, I haven't. So wait, so wait. I haven't – no, they haven't been ground down. What they are is I bit, I, I've clenched my teeth so much that they have like micro fractures in them. It happens with weightlifters all the time, right? So what happens is, is they start to chip on the ends. And then because they're chipped, once it start, once they're chipped, they start to chip more. Like it, it, because your bike gets screwed up, it starts to cause chipping everywhere else. So she wants to file to just smooth out my fronts. Oh, we'll do a whole podcast on this. Thing. No, let's keep talking. No, no, no. I'm telling you, it'll smooth, it'll smooth down the fronts. And then this way it'll, like, it's almost like the worse they get, the worse they're going to get. So stop it now, and then they'll be back to where they should be, and they won't get any worse at that point. My team. None of us are dentists, so questioning it questioning it will make, you know, no sense. That's My teeth. Have you ever been to, like, a um, beachside, um, like, you drive your car into a beachside, <laughs> like, seafood restaurant? And those ground up shells that you drive across, that's what my teeth look like. I knew exactly what you were gonna say. My teeth look that's what my teeth look like. At just, first I thought just okay. shell fragments. Shell fragments. That's what my bottom teeth look like. As, and it's as, not from as, it's not from lifting weights. At first I thought you were gonna say, Did you ever go to like a seaside restaurant and they have the coconuts? That are cut like there little pirate heads. Yeah, and they pirate. That's what I thought you were going to start saying. That too. Coconut head. You ever go on, like, on a jetty and you look down and you see the muscles growing on the side of the rocks? That's what my mouth looks like. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, Dude, any more thoughts hard. on the, a very boring Johnny K-9 episode where we have uh, Luna Vashon next? Oh, great. Well, I mean, it, she suffered from uh, mental health issues, so we'll get oh, a little, Okay. We'll, <laughs> That's good. Look, it's a, oh, for, I mean, like, let's, story out of it. listen, we, sounds I think like a, three sounds of, like a blast. <laughs> I think the three of us, I think the three of us would all admit that we suffer from some sort of mental health issue. And I'm not even being trying to joking about that. I mean, it's so at least we know that some entertainment will come out of it. I mean, if I told you most of the stories of the shit I've done, because I'm a nutbag, then, you know, you get some entertainment out of it. I'm still doing this shit. They, they during the um, build up to this season, they had a commercial with like Dark Side of the Ring, and they would have like, and this guy did this, and one of them was Medusa, and she was saying like she was legit fucking crazy or something like that, talking about Medusa. <laughs> so, so if we get some Medusa in it, I'm into it. Some Maselli. I didn't see the clip of her, but I didn't know what the hell she was talking about. She's talking about Luna Vachon. I'm into it. Yeah. Now let's move on. Well, they have her and. Uh, well, they talk about her and uh, Bam Bam Bigelow versus Doink and Dink the Clown from the Spectrum. Uh, the show we went to Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I don't. And I bought a Doink. I bought a Doink T-shirt. 
You did have a Doink T-shirt. It was an all-over print, too, wasn't it? Or it was, top no, bottom. two sides. Uh, two sides. Back in front. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, it was a good yeah, shirt. I just still had it. sell that shit for $5. Hey, if you're thinking about getting involved in, in Japanese wrestling, Wrestle Universe, owned by uh, Cyber Agent. So if you sign up now in October, you get four free months. They don't charge you until January. They're also giving you, us free uh, matches on YouTube. So you'll get to watch Noah, DDT, TJPW. It's worth it. Uh, there was a really good Noah show this weekend and a really good TJPW, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling show this weekend. So if you're interested in trying out something different because, I don't know, you gave up a New Japan or you like free stuff or you don't watch WWE, like us, I suggest checking it out. Did you guys get to check any of this out? I'm assuming no. Uh, yeah, I was going to start, I was going to start watching it. And then you said, well, we'll just blow through it and talk about AW. So I had to watch, I ended up, I had a choice of faking watching one and watching the other. (laughs) And my plan was to watch, uh, the, the, the match you were telling us about Mm Makito and to just kind of breeze through dark side of the ring. (laughs) I didn't have that much time to that. Did you watch that match? You watch Makito versus? Uh, no, I, I ended up I ended up not doing it. I ended up just watching this shit ass Dark Side of the Ring and being very disappointed in my <laughs> choice. But you know, I was under the impression that you wouldn't call me out and make me look foolish on okay. national radio. National, uh, national. international actually. International, that. right? Um, it's universal. Yes. Um, I can only lead you the horse to water. I can't tell him to watch good wrestling. That's it. We can watch as much bad shit as we want. I'm just saying it's there, everybody. And it's free for four months. All right, let's move on. New Japan Pro Wrestling, G1 Climax 31, still happening. We'll get caught up next week. I'm almost caught up, but I'm going to go through the standings, and you tell me if you hear anything that jumps out at you. Okay, so Block A, um, I'm just going to go through the top of it. So Kota Ibushi has got 12 points. He's 6-2, and so he lost two of his first three matches. He's now top of the bracket. Uh, followed by Shingo Takage. But mind you that everybody except for Zack Sabre Jr. got uh, free two points from Naito losing. So Kodobushi's got 12. Shingo Takagi's got 10. Kenta's got 10. And Zack Sabre Jr. have 10. So that's the top. I think everybody below that has been eliminated at this point. And then in B block, um, Jeff Cobb and Okada are both undefeated with 14 points. And Evil... <laughs> It's one loss. He's got 12 points. He's right there, baby. So, wait a minute. According to this, oh, Toro Yano and Ichi are still still within reach of Kota Ibushi and the rest of the gang. But everybody else has been eliminated. The only three people that can win B-Blocker, Jeff Cobb, Okada, and Evil. Let's go, Evil. Piss off the internet. Thoughts, Brandon? Good. Yeah, how about uh, Kevin Kelly's? You see that Bix thing? You just reminded me of it talking about Evil. He got in that fight about uh, canceling the subscriptions if Evil won. Yep. Oh, my God, dude. We could talk We could talk about that then. I don't want to necessarily go right in. Let's do it. Let's fucking talk about him. He sucks. Oh, my God. Did you see this, Chris? That guy is the worst. So, Kevin, like, Evil won, and during the match, Kevin Kelly was like, I'm afraid if Evil wins the G1 that a lot of people are going to start canceling their New Japan World subscriptions. And Bix, who is just like the if the inter the internet if a if forum was a human being that's what he looks like. No offense, whatever. <laughs> no offense to who? 
I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying not to to shit on large groups of people that probably are on forums if they listen to our right, podcast. Right, right, right. But, but um, so he's like, wow, Kevin Kelly's begging people not to cancel their New Japan subscriptions. Pretty sad. And then it like leads into this, and then he starts leads into this internet fight that Bix pretty much loses, and then he starts saying, well, actually, you know, Kevin Kelly's a fucking conspiracy theorist and he's he's blaming uh like he went totally into his personal life like a true forum freak would (laughs) can i can i I, hold on can i interrupt you who the fuck is this person we're talking about he is a wrestling journalist chris what's his name david bixenspan okay all right i just i need to do my i want to see him so i'm trying to figure this out go ahead i'm sorry let me see if i could send you a picture of him anyway i'm trying to find how to do it though (laughs) I don't have that. Do I don't have that much else on. It was just classic, like deep wrestling internet weirdo shit. Where I comes onto my phone and I'm like, oh my god. Even weirder is, is okay. So Vixen uh, Span, when he was out of work, applied for a PPP loan, PPPP loan, and um, right? Is that it? Is it two P's? I think it's three P's. I think three P's. So he got awarded like I don't know seven thousand, eight thousand bucks because he lost his income. But I think PPPP loans are supposed to be if small you got, business. Small business. If you, I guess he must have an LLC. I don't know. But people started calling him out on it, being a piece of shit, stealing money from the government. Who's your employees? You don't have any employees, you piece of shit, stuff like that. So he like deleted his Twitter account. Yeah, that's a good right. picture of him, Chris. That's like a good which one is it? The one where he's sitting on the bed? No, oh, no, this oh, is like oh, you mean yeah, yeah, that's there he is. Look at that neck. <laughs> Oh, Look at that neck beard. His oh. body is just like a trash bag of mashed potatoes. You know he's he got like child porn on that. Of, he looks sure. like ten pounds of oatmeal on a trash bag. <laughs> That's it, like that was the running joke was that Bixen Span's mom was his boss and she was the one that applied for the loan, so he got the money. Like you know, it was a bunch of jokes like that. So he deletes his account on Twitter, which isn't true. He'll be back. They are. They all come back. They can't stay away. But the person that ratted him out. Was Joey Ryan? No. <laughs> what the fuck is another these slime cunt? What? <laughs> slime cunt. Go ahead. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh Wait, God. is this the guy? You sent a link. Penis man. And at the end of it, he kind of said, "Like, uh, I'm taking a break from Twitter." Mm. Is this the same? Is this the one that? That Charlotte Flair shredded? No, that was that was Dave Meltzer. No, but it, on the link it said he was shredded by somebody. Maybe it wasn't Charlotte Flair. Maybe somebody else had shredded him. But he had said, "Okay, I know, I know what you're talking about. I know who you're talking about now." I get very confused. I'm not on Twitter, so when I start seeing those threads, I get like, I don't know what's first and what's last, and nothing makes yeah, sense. It to is me. confusing. Um, yeah. He, um, the reason why people take such glee out of being a dick to this fucking nerd is because he's a an asshole who has no problem like burying people, getting his weird followers after people and stuff like that. He's like, fuck, the internet sucks, dude. It really does. Yeah, he's one of those people, which is one of my least favorite kind of uh, like commentator or ex-subject matter expert, where his opinion is not up for debate, and he will talk to you like you're a fucking moron mm. if you suggest otherwise. Very uh, unfun to even to try to conversate with anyone like that. Mm. And yeah, like you said, I, I think we're probably all of the opinion that people are 
kind of stinky, and I feel like it's just coming at me lately in warp speed. So sorry to derail our G1 talk with that, but that's the first thing that came to my mind. Oh, good. He's an expert on 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 G1. He's an expert on everything. Just ask him. Well, let me just let me just say something by deal derailing this conversation on G1. Mm-hmm. You managed to dig up the word slime cunt. Slime cunt. Slime cunt. There you go. So, it's a victory. It's, there's always there's always a bright there's always a, a silver lining. So what's worse, a gunt or a slime cunt? Ooh, I don't think they're in the same. Is it category. a slunt? <laughs> yes, slunt. That's a good band. Slunt. They open up for Slint. Oh. Right, you want to move on, or you want to talk more about uh, G1? Since we didn't yeah, talk about G1 I, can, at I, all. can I talk some G1? Yes. Um. So, uh, evil wins B. I mean, I, I think that you have to, right? I mean, everybody would be so in. mad. Oh my God! So everybody. Uh, so but A block, A block is uh, 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 Kenta and all those those guys. Yeah, it's wide open. Yeah. So, so is it safe to say that uh, A block Kenta, Kota Bushi, um. Shingo. ZSJ and Shingo. That's could be the hottest thing in wrestling right now. The coolest thing in wrestling right now. Those four dudes? Those four dudes together. Yeah. Doing anything. All wrestling each other. Could be the coolest thing that wrestling could have right now. It okay. doesn't matter on Zach Daniel. Saber, Zach Saber Jr. was undefeated. He lost to Ishii and then he lost to Kenta. And the match against Kenta was really good. Because it worked really well because Kenta isn't the old Kenta that everybody wants. And you need to get over it. He's not fucking Noah Kenta. It's going to be like fast and angry. He's creepy and slow and methodical. And it works because his fucking, nope. his character works amazing. You know, it's so funny to me because, you know, I was listening to the Bischoff podcast and they were talking about how Hogan, nobody was going to get mad at Hogan. Well, they get mad at him for being racist, but they won't get mad at him if he had changed up, if he didn't do the leg drop anymore because his spine had pretty much collapsed in on itself from it, right? It, you're going to get shitty at Kenta working and acting differently. I mean, the dude is pretty busted up. Yeah, right? one, his not, one shoulder and and bicep look like they're not from a human being anymore. Exactly. You're going to get angry. This dude's still going out there and doing anything, right? Like if you think of – I can't – so I can't go back to – when I first started watching, getting back into WWE, uh, was WrestleMania 30. It was Daniel Bryan winning the heavyweight championship. I had no idea who he was at the time. I hadn't been paying attention to wrestling for a long time. I I'm, I could be mistaken, but um, pre-concussion issues Daniel Bryan is totally different than Bryan Danielson. Or is he the same? I, I'm actually asking this question. Did this guy alter his character because of the – not his character, his work style due to the issues he had with his brainiac? Are you talking about the current? The know? current Brian Danielson. Is he different than the Daniel Bryan from WrestleMania 30? Well, yeah, it was a totally different style. WWE, Daniel Bryan's totally different than than American Dragon. The only thing that's the right. same is the, the stuff that – the running knee and the uh, okay. lock and all that stuff. But even still, you were seeing this, like, when he came back, you were seeing, when he came back and he started doing the American Dragon in WWE, he had the American Dragon trunks. Anyway, what I'm getting at is, is he changed his style back to something where he wasn't flying all over the place because his head was all, and his neck was all banged up. Am I am I correct? I don't know. I, I would, he's, he did a diving headbutt live when we were there, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that was fucking terrible. Yeah, I don't know oh, what. Oh, God, I forgot about that. You're I right. What um, I don't know what he's doing right now. He's still, 
I, you know, you want him to go back to what what he was in Ring of Honor. He's never going to be. That was 20 years ago. So he's yeah, a I get person. it. Um, I mean, we're going to talk about him in a minute. But yeah. uh, I'm not complaining about the current Danny Bryan. 40-year-old Danny Bryan, it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. to watch. So. Like, the point I'm making is, is if you're getting pissed off because a guy alters his style because it's not what – it's ruining your fucking childhood because No, no, no. He's... I think you're missing – hold on. Let me, let me chime in. I think you're missing. what People expected Kenta to come out of WWE and be the Kenta he was in Noah. The Kenta right. before WWE kind of broke the man, and he had to rebuild himself into what he is today. Okay. I think people are still stuck in that mindset that they want that Kenta. You're never getting that Kenta. That Kenta's gone. This is Kenta now. And it's working. He's a right. great heel. He's methodical. He's a jerk. The whole thing where he was reading a newspaper because he was bored of Suzuki and didn't want to wrestle him. And he was coming to the ring with a newspaper and sitting in the ring while he was doing Kaze Ninare and telling him to hurry up and point at his watch. Like, that stuff was just subtle and it was awesome. And his backstage segments are fucking great when he goes Japanese and English back and forth. Yeah. And he had this whole thing where he had, a, like, a feud with with the guy that was interviewing him, the cameraman, and the cameraman was quitting, and then he pretended he had a love affair, and then he repla- was replaced by a chubbier cameraman. So he started calling him, like, you're disgusting. How many meals do you eat? He was, like, being a scumbag to the the, ca- the chubby cameraman. And then he's in love with the chubby cameraman now. This stuff is fucking great, man, and it comes across in any language. You're he's never awesome. getting the old Kenta. Uh, this Kenta not, is fucking great. Complaints out of me. Can I say one thing, though? Yes, uh, reading the newspaper and tapping at your watch while your opponent's music is playing, saying, come on, there's absolutely nothing subtle about that. <laughs> Fair. Brandon, thoughts? Sorry, I was had a mouthful of water. No, I, I, I agree with you. I know what you're saying, Chris. Uh, I, I haven't barely had enough time to wipe my ass lately, so I haven't watched like the last, I'm probably like seven fucking days of the G1 behind. So let me know what we need to watch for next week. We'll go in a uh, deeper dive. I, personal opinion, I hope this is one of those years where, not one of those years, but I hope this year, obviously, it's been kind of a punt. Uh, as far as the live shows, storylines, a lot of stuff not progressing. I would like to see them go in a, a more obscure direction. Give me like a ZSJ in the final, Jeff Cobb in the final, something like that, instead of o- Okada. But we're we're we'll getting see. one of those. We're getting one of the big names are going to be in the final. You're either getting Kota Ibushi or you're getting Okada. Now it's up to – I mean, that's just the way these things roll. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. If you want interest yeah. in the final, that's what you're going to get. It's up to which one they go with to be the – the bad guy, the guy that everybody's going to root against. At this point, it seems like it's going to be evil versus Ibushi, the way Ibushi has started slow and has now been strong. Because evil is more of a, I, I don't know. This is tough because evil, I don't know. I, everybody would boo the fucking shit out of evil if he won. That right. is a big, hot, heat show. Wrestle Kingdom won. You got three nights of Wrestle Kingdom this year. Wrestle Kingdom Night 1, Evil versus Shingo Takage. Is it everything we want to see? No, but it's a hot fucking match because people hate evil. That's just my opinion. All right, we're going to talk about AEW? Nobody's saying anything. Okay. Let's talk about AEW. So, let's do it. So we went to AEW. We did. We went to AEW. Somebody was late. Somebody got caught writing paragraphs and paragraphs. <laughs> For work. <laughs> Didn't do my homework. Yep. He missed us. Get on the go. Try to go get on the subway and got in the wrong exit. Had to leave. Get on the other side. Sorry. I'm not very used to these subway systems anymore. It's been a long time. We got there. We got inside. We got in our seats. 
very fun show. Brent, I'd like you to start it off. Go ahead. Yeah, I missed the beginning. Uh, came right from working for 14 hours, so immediately was like, I need to get a beer in my system. Lines out the ass all over the place. Couldn't get any food. Couldn't get a beer. That pissed me off. Uh, I got there right – it was around 7.45, so it started at 7 with, I guess, what is dark. Mm-hmm. AEW dark is what I missed. And it, it cut right into how the show opened, which was the big six-man tag with Daniel Bryan. Or was it eight, eight-man eight tag? Daniel Bryan, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian against the Young Bucks, Omega, and Adam Cole. So it was, it was cool. It was interesting to start it off seeing you know who the – crowd pop for and who they didn't i think by far it was adam cole out of all eight guys yeah the crowd was the most pumped for which kind of caught me off guard i thought it would have been brian danielson but i'll stop there you guys can jump in on like what well, entrance experience all that shit i guess yeah chris no i don't really have i mean you now that i i uh first of all talk about a great you know, uh, concession issues aside, what a great venue for professional wrestling that was. I thought, I thought it was great. Um, <clears throat> you know, it wasn't just talking, the way it was we're set talking up. about the Leah Chorus Center. Leah Chorus so. Center. Yeah. Um, I was very happy. I was very happy with the seats. I was very happy when I got to our row and there were three seats in the middle and there were some svelte individuals on either side of our seats. So I knew I wasn't going to get smashed in. No pepperoni Pete. No pepperoni, Pete. Um, we did. <laughs> we did have some obnoxious human beings that were sitting down, and that was like a. Almost seemed like it was like a special section for whatever reason. Um, the rows behind us, the black. The rows behind us, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is. Um, but you know, yeah, and it, you know, I keep saying it over and over again. I think it's one of the best moves that they do is they start these shows out hot. Right. There's no there's no 30 minutes of promos. There's no bullshit. There's no just matches that don't matter. I mean, they start them off with something important, which means and they end them off. They end them with something important as well. So it's you know, you're getting sandwiched in. You you don't you, you come out hot, you end hot. And uh, I had a really good time. Um, but, yeah, that first match, uh, I. After I find, after we went and we went through the whole evening, it made a little bit more sense uh, how that ended. Um, to me, if you were going to pursue the, which it, who knows what they're doing, but if you're pursuing the, the Brian Danielson Kenny Omega, I think he gets a pin over Kenny Omega in that tag match, and that makes it really fucking hot. Um, but you know, other things happen that evening that will make that road kind of fork off. And you give the fans what they want in the beginning, which was Kenny Omega and and this is before last week. But you give them Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson, then you yank that back and you don't give it to him for another year, you know. So, but um, yeah, I was I, I had a blast. Plus, I haven't been to anything. I haven't been to any pro wrestling in well since 2019. So this was really fun. Yeah, I had a good time. The um, the venue could have been well st- better staffed. I don't think they expected this many large drinking people uh they ran out of food i had ice cream for dinner the branded <laughs> did come through with uh with the pretzels some carbohydrates yeah um but uh yeah it's i don't know what do we want to talk about do we want to talk about the matches well, can I, inter- I think that might be the best way to go to jog the yeah memory. let's do it yeah let's but can it. i just say something real quick so yeah. um 
back to the venue, uh, you know, I know a lot of a lot of guys that I'm friends with uh, through work and, and they're guys that I consider friends outside of work. But a lot of them are upper middle aged, middle aged guys from Kensington. And I only I met them through work. There's people I would probably never run into any other way. You'll have to explain guy, Kensington to people that aren't from Philadelphia. Kensington is um, a very, uh, you know, as a middle class, it's getting very expensive at this point, if I'm not mistaken, at points, other points, it's very, um, how would you describe it? I don't, my words can be very harsh from time to time. So the lower, um, downtrodden, it's a little downtrodden in spots. Um, but you know, in the, in the seventies, sixties, seventies, and into the early or into the eighties, it was a very middle-class, it's a middle-class white neighborhood. And all those guys are all big college basketball fans. Um, all the all the guys that went to Catholic school in Philly are all big college basketball guys because of this. And I asked before, it's because they all played basketball because of the CYO in Philly. Uh, when you were there after school, you played basketball. So a lot of those guys go there for college basketball to the Lyakura Center. And when I asked, they said that place is never full. Um, unless Temple is doing really, really well. Um, Philly has what's called the big five in basketball without getting into it too much, which is a really big basketball tournament, but they don't do it there anymore. They do it at the Wells Fargo center, which is the main arena. So they don't get those big crowds. And to Jim's point, I think they had no idea that that's what they were going to be expecting and they were not prepared for it at all. I mean, that show was not sold out. There were seats empty in the top underneath the banners of Temple's greatest alumni. Pepe, like Gonzalez, uh, Joey Semitino, Smalls. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> some of those other dudes that are up Pickles, there. Pickles, Pickles Martini. <laughs> so, but no, to your point, it's it's. I asked around. I know guys that have been there for multiple basketball games, which is what the venue is really for. And um, they say it's never crowded, and the concessions always have really bad lines on them. So that's their thing. They're never prepared for it. Okay, cool. I'll never be back because of it. Thanks. One star, Yelp. All right, let's go through. Let's go through the uh, matches. So, okay. I'm usually a good tipper, but they didn't have enough people working, so I only tipped a dollar. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Yelp. They. Uh, so yeah, we got the elite with versus Danielson, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Christian Cage. Um. I think Jungle Boy took the pin. This was a lot of high spots. It was a lot of fun. It was really hot. Holy shit, they almost killed a couple people in this fucking match. Brandon. <laughs> yeah. It was a ton of fun. Like, this was a great way to start the show. My favorite part about it, honestly, was Luchasaurus looked awesome, and he had, like, the probably the most well-executed sequence of the whole match. And with all those big names relative to AEW out there, uh, having him do that I thought was really smart. However, yeah, there were holy shit where there's some huge botches. Jungle Boy tried to do a hurricanrana sprinting across the ring, over the ropes, and into the uh, walkway. Completely missed it. It looked like I couldn't see it was on the other side of the arena, but it looked like he was going to land directly onto his head. Uh, they completely botched that. Uh, what was it? A power bomb, like a four four man power bomb. Christian just kind of disappears in the middle of it. I I didn't bother looking up online whether he was actually hurt or not. No, he but... wasn't. They did a dub. They did a um, the uh, double double tombstone. I won't call it that the double tombstone. Yeah. Off, you know, to the outside, 
uh, I just caught the gif of it. I did not watch the. Did you guys watch this back? There was no fucking way I was no. watching this back. Yeah, I lived it. I don't need to watch his fucking shit. Back. I think I may have. I think I may have thrown it on for a little bit. No, I couldn't do it. So I had to watch oh. the gifs. So, um, yeah, Christian Cage was nowhere near getting injured. Also, there was a thing where Nakazawa was like laying on the outside and uh, Nick Jackson like kicks him to get him out of the way, and Nakazawa looks at Nick Jackson and just starts rolling like fucking log. It like, like, ooh, I'm getting out of the way. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, on TV, this just probably looked worse than it did in the stadium. In the stadium, eh, we got some you fucked up chance. I do not support you fucked up chance. No, neither do I no, at I think all. It's stupid. But in Philly, that's going to happen. And when you screw up, and that's exactly what happened. Okay, Chris. Yeah, I, I. It was funny. The only reason I turned it on uh, on Wednesday was to see if where you were on ex- TV. I get it. Yeah, it was to see where exactly it started. Because remember, you had to watch your entrances on YouTube. Right, I think they had a pre-game thing on YouTube. Yeah, like they let in and then you saw all their entrances on YouTube. So when they started the show, they, everybody was already in the ring when the show came on TNT. Yeah, they warned us when uh, Brandon was still getting in the building or grabbing a beer or whatever. And they warned us ahead of time. They're like, uh, yeah, um, get here at 7 to 50 if you want to see the entrances of the elite and the other team so can we can we give them i'm going to give them a lot of a, a big thank you for actually treating it like a television show yeah and letting the fans know instead of pretending that it's a real sporting event and letting the fans know hey we're going to be doing this early so make sure you get to your seat so you can see it not you know it's real so anyway <laughs> i don't know that anybody says that but um yeah, I did watch it, I, but I didn't really pay attention to it. Um, the one thing I noticed, I pointed to a lot, a lot of these things here. I'm just basically going to be regurgitating to you guys. But uh, one of the things about, you know, I rag on Kenny Omega, and I've realized really what it is that drives me crazy. One of the major things is this dude has no – he needs direction at all times. He has no idea what to do when he's not involved in the action. You know, like and when it's and when he's setting up for a spot where if I say a baby face is getting like the hot tag, he runs in place and shakes. Like, I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. what he does. What like, like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> like, yeah, his legs are moving and his hands you. are moving and he's running in place and waiting for his turn. And then he comes in, you know, it's like that episode of Star Trek where Spock's behind the rock and nobody's telling him what to do. And he's mm-hmm. just kind of looking over his shoulder. That's. Kenny Omega when nobody's paying attention to him. Brandon, thoughts on this match? Oh, you already did your thoughts. I did, yeah. To to tag on to Chris's point, though, I think it's like he's such a perfectionist with his single shit that he just doesn't think about what to do in those giant tag matches where he's not a big part of the story and he's he can't he can't make himself invisible in the ring. You pointed it out and then I couldn't take my eyes off of it. I'm like, he is just like always constantly should I insert myself? Should I insert myself? The whole time, it's like, yo, fucking hang back. Um, Pretend you're cool for a couple minutes. Didn't didn't someone say that this was the greatest tag team match in AEW history? I have no idea. Did you? I I think so. Where? When? Somebody you you said somebody somebody said it may have been the Melts said that this was not their number one Bruiser Brody fan was like, yeah, this is the greatest eight man tag of all time. Oh, yeah. Speaking of number one Bruiser Brody fan, we had some memorable fans. We had the guy that oh, wore a panda did. suit, and he was so fucking drunk carrying his beers around in his panda suit. 
We had yeah, that dude uh, was my favorite. Bruce Brody guy who got mad that Komarodo lost and then left. Um, who else did we have? We had a couple of macho men. We had a lady in gold sequins from all the way across the arena. I have no idea what her costume was, but she was wearing all gold sequins. Anybody yeah, else? Yeah, there's forgot? a lot of people like trying to get. No, a lot of people like trying to get on TV, paying the guy the worst. The you don't want to be that person at any event that's like I I've seen parties on the internet. I want to be the guy that looks really cool at the party, so I'm going to overdo it with my costume. And then you just in reality you're just stumbling around awkwardly in a in a panda costume while people look at you like why the fuck are you dressed like that, dude? He he was like, first of all, I, I couldn't. I had shorts. And his and his sweatshirt on. It was fucking and it was, hot. Man. I took my sweatshirt off immediately. I'm not a sweaty right? dude like that, like where I sweat yeah. my ass off. But at times it was a little fucking hot in there. And this dude, his face looked like he was so like dead hot from the sweat. There was only one thing that he could shit, hydrate himself with. He was shit face drunk. Giant, tall, and all he has to do is t- if he. If he had taken off that fucking panda helmet, which, by the way, he was like, people are going to think I'm so cool, except the dude behind me. He's going to hate my fucking guts. And he's just fucking sweating. And oh, God. And if I'm not mistaken, there was also uh, one of the guys um, sitting in the front row hard cam uh, had he was the the reincarnation of straw hat Hawaiian shirt guy from ECW. I have no idea. Yeah, there was a guy sitting down. If you were watching on hard cam, so this he would have been to our right where we were sitting, but all the way across on the other side of the arena in that corner, in the far right corner, he had this straw hat and the Hawaiian shirt, just like old straw hat Hawaiian shirt guy in so front row. He was row. dressed up like ECW guy. Yeah, he that's, was dressed that's up. That's pretty good ECW cosplay. Guy. That was good. So because specific. He's, yo, he can take that role. That guy's probably gone. Yeah, he's probably so dead. Now he's gonna, yeah, dead. I was at his funeral. I did not see Stan. I got invited to his funeral. I didn't go. All right, let's move on. Um, someone else shall remain nameless. Um, Rest in peace, Stanley. If you go to a live wrestling show, no, Stanley's dead. He's got to be dead. He's go to a live wrestling kicking. show. One big, big sweaty panda gun. If that's the worst that you got, then it's not too bad. So he definitely had a slunt. Yeah. <laughs> right. So next up for me, okay. So CM Punk comes out. He does a promo. Talks about his new Jordans. Talks about Philly being great. And then he goes, you know what? This Friday on Rampage, mind you guys, they record all this at once. We get Rampage after we get um, Dynamite. This Friday on Rampage, I'm going to beat up Daniel Garcia. We're going to fight. It's going to be great. And then he gave the kid his Jordans. He gave some kid in the front row his Jordans, which was pretty cool. But then it cuts away to a video, which we couldn't hear it. And I didn't go out of my way to watch it. Of Arn Anderson burning clothes on Cody Rhodes' lawn. Cody comes out, gets slapped around a bunch. Did you guys catch? Did you actually catch the context of this, Brandon? I thought we could hear this. Was this yeah, I don't the know. only kinda, one? Kinda. We could, kinda. A couple of these promos you Anderson could hear. Like, Most of them you couldn't hear anything. Arn Anderson's at like a like, what, Home Depot fire pit burning Cody Rhodes' stuff and. <laughs> Cody Rhodes comes out. He's like, what are you going to do? Shoot me? <laughs> so fucking silly. I, 
I think Arne, what Arn Anderson slaps him around a couple yeah. times. I don't know what the, where this feud's going. It's I like that Arn Anderson's just like like he just has too much damn pride. He's just fucking embarrassed to be associated <laughs> with this guy. Tattoo neck guy. Chris thoughts. I will, yeah. <laughs> I will give AEW does a great. I love the fact that they anything that catches any steam, whether it be good or bad, and they'll lean into it if it's bad. They acknowledge it. They don't pretend that it didn't happen, right? So the thing with the gun, he comes out and goes, what are you going to do, shoot me? <laughs> like, yeah, he said it. It's there. Let's. Why would we pretend that it didn't happen? I love that they do that, right? So, but this was like all live wrestling events when they do the backstage or the promos and it's just like it's so weird and disjointed i don't know i i I like a i like a not inside the arena promo it caught my attention when it was on cody's front lawn and he had a fucking italian market bum flyer going i was in there i like i'm like i'm like excited for this it's so over the top and goofy that i'm like actually interested I think like we were laughing about the Glock part aspect of it and how none of it made sense, but then like how they kind of like took it kind of to a next level with the fire on his front lawn, but it's not, it's not Arn versus Cody. It's like Arn inspiring Cody. And let me say something, Cody Rhodes, you walk in the building, Cody Rhodes is signing shit. He's kissing babies. He's shaking hands. As soon as you walk in for free, that's fucking, dude, I see why people like this guy. Like, he's chill as shit. Yeah, I'll give him that. Yeah. Give him, I think he, I, go ahead. I think he gave him a book. Yeah, you showed up with a, a book table and he'd sign them all. You showed him the big, no, you just showed up with a book and he'd take your picture with you. Yeah. And, oh, and was that it was a donation? Yeah, that's what it looked oh, like. If you donated okay. a book. And I think, I, I'm really not sure, I think if you needed them, you could have taken them. Right. Because they were all just sitting out there. They weren't packing them up. So he does like a big book donation. Maybe this is something that can that they do at all their events. But I mean, like, dude, yo, there was a lot of fucking people waiting in line for this dude. You know what I mean? And I can only imagine what a slog that is. Like as as an individual. Like that's not easy <laughs> standing there slog. waiting. It's slog. It's slog with a G, right? Yeah, slog. I heard slog. You're you know, after you know no. what a slob they are. Standing in no, line no, at fucking no, slogs. No, no. What I mean is, is Slots. that like you know, standing in one spot for an extended period of time, probably since the doors opened. So that was it. He probably did six to eight. That's not easy. Right. And you know, uh, you know, he did it, and good for him. Also, in his suit, in his three-piece suit. You know what I mean? That building was not cool. So. At yeah, one point, I agree. Where someone handed him a baby and he dropped it. it. Was fucking wild though. Well, when he when the, the other, did you see him later on? He was kicking it down the concourse. I that that I I popped for. Um, yeah, and then I, and not Anderson popping for something, and shut it. Not popping for something, and my uh, go get ice cream for dinner break. Sammy Guevara defended the TNT title against Bobby Fish. Uh, Chris, you stuck around for this match? No, I um I ended up walking around with a buddy of mine. Right. And, and then you came with me, right? We all left during this match. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I waited with you to get some mint ice cream and two Miller Lights. Two Miller. <laughs> I think it was forty bucks. Uh, yeah. I I got anyway. back in my seat for the ending and for the American Top Team. 
and America Top Team came out during this? Yes, at the end of this match and surrounded Sammy Guevara. I don't remember any of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they played this really cool song. Oh, that's right. The Jericho came yeah. out, and Jericho he was doing a promo, but you couldn't hear him because the crowd was going fucking nuts, telling him to shut the fuck up, which was pretty cool. I'd like to see that yeah. on TV. You could probably hear it on TV, though. So th- that was the other thing I waited to see because I wanted to see how that turned out on TV. Um, Dan Lambert started shitting on everybody, and that you couldn't hear a fucking word he said in the stadium, right? And Brandon, can I steal your line, if you don't mind? Brandon said to me, MJF wishes he was as fucking hated as this dude. Good, Brandon, expound on that point. expound on that. Yeah, everyone, that's like a good heel, and I think why MJF bothers me is because Dan Lambert is actually getting the people pissed off at him to the point where it's so goddamn loud when he's talking that no one in there could hear it. MJF is this, like, corny-ass, like, you're a heel, but you're so cool because you're, because we love you and you're our fucking prospect or whatever. I don't know. He's he's just not landing in the right place. Place. Mm-hmm. I don't want to expound on it any, any more beyond that. But yeah, this was when I got pushed in the back, herded back into the arena by a lady wearing one of those like Jack Jack Skellington uh, hoodies because she she wanted to just get, make sure she got in there so she could sing every goddamn lyric to Judas by Fozzie. I was, yeah, I so, was I was right ahead of you. And she blew past me, too. Like, all right, lady, take it easy. We're all going the same way. <laughs> she was screaming. Jack Skellington, zip-up hoodie, the kind of you yeah, zip oh, up yeah. the front of it, and your head is now Jack Skellington. She's like, Judas in my mind. I didn't sing a single lyric. Does that make me no fun? Yeah. No. Short answer, yes. Long answer, a, no. That's a contested argument, so maybe. That, that was where I really felt the disconnect, honestly, where I was like, I, I'm obviously aware that I'm not the like typical AEW fan, but when you're getting shoved it back into the place so that you could everyone else can scream Judas by Fozzie, I'm just like, whoa, what the fuck? This is definitely a different group of people than I, I expected. <laughs> yeah, I just so, I just immediately focused on Jericho's plugs. Now I don't hear a word he's saying. Go ahead, Chris. Can I can I make a point though? Um, you know, earlier on, we started doing this podcast. We make Brandon made comments because he was the one that was watching AEW, and it was absolutely it was just difficult to watch. And it was, oh, Tony Khan spend the money on this song, and Tony Khan spending the money on that song, and 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 it was just kind of like almost like it, it almost seemed like the inmates were running the asylum, and they were just getting this dude to spend money on them. But I think we can see, especially when you go, what a good thing that was. Like even with Jericho's music, Jericho doesn't have the rights to that music. He had they had to buy that for him, mm-hmm. just because he wrote it and he performed it. That's still owned by the record company, so he had to buy that for Jericho. Them having the Pixies for for uh, Orange Cassidy to a lesser degree, or Baltimore for for Jungle uh, Jungle Boy. It gives you something to I to do while these guys come out. Yeah, especially if it's a commercial. You have this fun guy. Right. So, like, say you say one thing to do. You're segueing into a commercial. You can sing the song during the commercial because it plays the whole time. Let me just uh, put this out there. Um, when Baltimore came on Jungle Boy, Chris shoved in his Jack Skellington sweatshirt, shoved someone else out of the way to get to his seat so he could start singing it because he knew all the words. I, I don't I don't I've never seen Nightmare Before Christmas. What? 
I've never seen that movie. I don't know what that is. You don't have to I know what you it were, is. You were like, yes. Wasn't that for Jungle Boy? Like, I love yeah. yeah. Yes. It's one of the few wrestling figures I sing. Uh, I, and I got to sing Baltimore. I, I, unlike everybody else in the arena, knew the actual words, not to just the OOO part. Yeah, unlike the uh, Jericho song where people are looking at their phone for the lyrics. Memorize that shit, bitch. All right, let's move on. Um, I already gave it away. I'm sorry if I spoiled this, but Darby Allen beat the toilet paper bruiser Brody, Nick Comoroto, and Nick Comoroto left. And he was really sad. But QT Marshall snuck in in one of the better spots. I got to give QT Marshall some credit. Came in, hit Sting with a cutter, and then Sting no-sells it and gives him the Scorpion Death Drop, which was pretty good. And QT Marshall went flopping out of the ring. It was amazing. Match was not very good. But go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, match not very good, but I looked at Chris and I was like, "Is this your first time seeing Sting?" Because it definitely was mine, and that you know that was pretty cool, honestly, seeing him there. And AEW is such a, it's so weird. There's such a mix of wrestlers with all these different backgrounds that you're just kind of like your head's all over the place thinking about who you're watching wrestle each other. That really uh, stood out to me at that moment when I was watching Sting. Uh, no sell QT Marshall and then hit his finisher on him. And you're just like, holy shit, man, what a weird event we're at right now. <laughs> it was fun though. Okay, Chris. So I loved it. I got to see Sting. I've never seen him. He's been one of my favorites since the UWF. So I like that dude. Um, I remember being mad at Jason Harvey because he voted for Ric Flair. to. He gave him a clash of the, the first clash of the champions. He Sting wrestled Ric Flair in the main event, and it was a draw, time limit draw. And the, one of the judges was the older brother from the younger uh, Wonder Years, and he voted story, for man. Ric Flair to win that match. And I got pissed off, and I never watched it. I think I threw my TV outside the window. What happened? Years I don't know. They, so okay, so they had on, judges the, for this match. Yes. Go ahead. The, the judges, so, if I remember correctly, okay. So it was the older brother from the Wonder Years, Jason Hervey. It was this woman who was. Um, penthouse playmate pet of the month yeah and it was the man who plays eddie haskell on leave it to beaver but <laughs> yes, in yes. the reboot of leave it to beaver no the plays, continuation yeah the continuation where he plays like an older version and he actually yeah. had a backstage segment with jim Cornette. yes i think they were because the they were judges. both they were both like mama's boy weasels yes yeah they were the judges so and... they had they had the match sting versus uh, Ric Flair, which I think went to a time limit draw, correct? Mm-hmm. And then they went to the judges. Go ahead. Yeah. And because Jason Hervey voted for Ric Flair, so the judges were split. Eddie Haskell voted for Sting, and then the girl voted for Ric Flair, and then it came down to Jason Hervey, and he voted for Ric Flair. And I was really mad. There you go. I was, so, I was so mad. And you forget that there was another added, a little caveat to that match. James J. Dillon was suspended above the ring in a cage because he was getting into too much shit. So That's they right. had to hang him from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This was all and free, free for TV match. The show. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the first one. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Incredible. And that's it. It's on the. But I was really excited. Network. Oh, there is no network anymore. But go ahead, Chris. I was really excited to see Sting. Um, I'm glad I got, you know, that I, I, I've said it a number of times. I'll say it again. I think that consistently, consistently what they've done with Sting and Darby Allen since they've been doing Sting and Darby Allen is the best thing that they've done. If you look at consistency since the beginning. Very good. 
Yeah, I never liked Sting. Fuck him. All right, let's move on. So they, so they they announced um, a new TBS championship for the women's division, which I'm imagining is going to be like the Intercontinental title or the TB, TNT title. Oh, wait, it's called the TBS title. So it is like the TNT title. But for the women's division. And then we got um, Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb. They had the fi- uh, 50th win uh, trophy. If Shida won, she got this piece of glass etched with a laser. You could get it on on QVC, I think. You could buy it at Rite Aid. You could buy it, yes. So uh, probably the best technical match of the show, which we knew, we said it last week, was going to be the workers' match. And it definitely was. I thought this match was fucking awesome. Uh, go ahead, Chris. I'll let you go first. No, I loved it. Uh, I was really excited for it. That was the big one. I was really like, oh, this is going to be a really good match where you're actually going to be able to digest the match and not just be blown away by entrances and dudes that you've never seen before and this and that and all the live aspects of it. Um, I thought this was really good. Uh, I was I was a little angry that they kind of gave away the ending with having the trophy. And then I was, you know, they swerved me. You were wrong. I was, <laughs> I was wronged. But it also gives it gives Serena Deeb a nice entrance to being a, a, a really cool heel. Yeah. Um, she smashes her over the head with the trophy afterwards, the trophy that they made and she didn't win. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, they overlooked Serena Deeb. And uh, I thought that was, you know, it gives it like it, it's got a great reason for her to just be a complete asshole to everybody now. So yeah. and she cheated to win, which was good. Yes. Yeah. Brandon. Yeah, best part about this was before the match when they flashed up the uh, like T-ball trophy that they were going to give to Hikaru Shida. Chris announced, "Oh, they already made the trophy. We know who's going to win." And wah, we're sitting wah. right, we're sitting right behind like a six-year-old, maybe six to ten-year-old kid, and I saw him kind of look back, like he heard it, and it was like a little look behind the curtain thing where it's like, "Oh, he already spoiled this." It's like, yeah, because I'm sure it probably had not crossed his mind. And then they swerved his somehow ass. Oh, blamed, you never know what's going on. I get blamed for ruining a six-year-old night at wrestling. It no, wasn't ruined. Chris, you, you missed the punchline. You didn't. The oh, swerve okay. fooled right. everybody. Oh, good. Motherfuckers. <laughs> I thought that made it. I was like, that's right. That's why you keep watching, because you never know. Yep. Good for that little kid. Yep, that was good. a good match. Right, let's move on. Main event of Dynamite. The Casino Ladder Match, which, of course, I'm a jackass, and I always forget the rules to these things. But, I mean, who cares? What's rules, anyway? Seven people. One was the Joker. Uh, it was Pac, Orange Cassidy, El Idolo, Lance Archer, Mox, and then the Joker, who we hoped wasn't Tommy Dreamer. But it seemed pretty obvious it was going to be Adam Page, and it was. I we had fooled ourselves into thinking it would have been somebody more fun. Oh, I forgot Matt Hardy was in this match too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Matt Hardy was in this match. And uh yeah, Adam Page came out to a fucking gigantic pop. Everybody was stoked to see the cowboy shit, man. And uh Adam Page wins. Brandon good. I missed most of this. This is when I was like, All right, dude, Stone Cold Steve Austin isn't coming out of that uh butthole. I gotta go get some pretzels in me before the the next show that's happening on on Friday, so I Life, missed the life, majority. Lifesaver though with the pretzels. I tried to get some hot dogs, no hot dogs. They were offering two for one if I just took the dog alone. Oh, and I was like, do I want to like roll these up in the the pretzel? I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna. 
we're, we're just going to pig out. You would have been my hero if you'd oh done that. Oh, my God. I've been slamming you those fucking dogs in my throat. Those rolled in the pretzels. There was, like, salt and mustard all over my jeans. Uh, t- holy shit, this Hangman page over. They they pop for him. Big big cowboy shit chance. He gets the poker chip. Uh, again, I missed most of it. It was cool to cool at the end to see Hangman coming out. I was hoping for Jay White, though. Cause so was I. We got it in our brain, man. We fucking fucked up thinking it was going to be Jay White. That would have been amazing. <laughs> we would have been the only two people to pop. I would have loved every minute of it. It would have been amazing. But, you know, good for the people. They got the guy they wanted. I was thoroughly there disappointed. Were, there were three of us there. The I would have popped, too. Yeah, I would have. I was thoroughly disappointed that it was the guy that we expected anyway. But, you know, whatever. It was fun. Not a great match, but it was fun. Chris? Yeah, I, you know, I, good way to end the first show. Um, Pac, love it. Pac, I like Pac, the, everybody. We'll Pac, get it right Pac. We'll get One it. of these days I'll get it right. Pack, I love it. Um, you know, joke about Matt Hardy and his inability to move. He knows what he's doing. He will show his ass any opportunity he has. Um, got to see the Orange Cassidy stuff, which was fun. Uh, you got to see all the stuff you see on TV live, which was kind of cool. There was a few spots on that match, which was um, which was just uh, kind of frightening, dangerous, dangerous, ugly, terrifying. Ugly. Maybe that's it. Um, the 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 what's he do? What's that called? Uh, Okada does that move. And it, uh, is that the he- heavy rain? Yeah. You know, where he's got you over his back, whatever it is. He did it off the ladder to uh, – Hangman did it off the ladder to pack through a table. That looked terrifying. That was terrifying. Um, and then I found myself watching pack the whole match, the end of the match, to make sure he wasn't dead. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I did – I'll tell you what stood out to me as the best part of this match was Mox coming down, Mox grabbing Archer, Mox pulling Archer into the crowd. Yeah, that was great. That, to me, was the best part of that match. I like to see – like if this is the if this is the uh mocks that we're gonna get, he's basically just gonna be like you know, twenty twenty ones, FMW, uh, you know, the Sheik, Mr. Pogo, these guys that just go in and grab you and go right out into the crowd. Pure chaos. We've talked about this before. It, it, then that's what he's good at that. I like seeing that. And he can also work. So if that's what they're going to do with him, that's fine. He did cut a promo earlier in the night and told everybody he didn't know what the hell was going on. He's got a three-month-old baby, and it just won't shut up. It's nuts. <laughs> that kind of stuff I really enjoyed. Um, and like I said, I'm, uh, it took me a while to be sold on him. But him coming through the crowd, throwing the water bottle, going in the ring, grabbing somebody, dragging him right out, I'm loving this. So that was what stood out to me about that whole match. That and the, you know, the near death of quite a few performers, which was really odd. Um, but you know, AW, they're, they're, they're a television show. They're not a pay-per-view show. They're not based on pay-per-views. I mean, I'm assuming honestly, you know, it could go either way, but I'm, I'm hoping that we never get this, this company doesn't get to a monthly pay-per-view schedule because it just waters down everything. Um, and you, you know, they, they have to produce ratings for television and, um, that's the probably, I would assume that that's their main concern. So, you know, it's good that we get this stuff on TV, even though it's, you know, sometimes you look at it and you're like, holy shit, man, just gave this away for free. But you didn't. You got ratings for it. And that's what they're looking for. So, I mean, it was a lot of fun. I really liked that match. I will tell you this because we I, I, I know I'm going to forget to say it later. 
So I'll say it now. Because of the Lyacorus Center's lack of concessions, I thought it was a good idea to wolf down an entire 10-inch Wawa meatball sub when I got home. And if I tell you the goddamn nightmares I had that night, I had a dream that I went home to my to our mother's house when we were kids. Yours. Mice. And everybody in the house was vomiting all over the place. <laughs> so I woke up from this dream, like, oh, and then naturally thought, I got to throw up. Like, I have to throw. This is why I just woke up. I'm throwing up any minute now. Did you throw so I'm up? Kind of, no. I'm kind of waiting for the vomit to come. And then I realized, I sat to myself, and I was like, maybe that, do you think maybe that weird-ass fucking dream has something to do with that giant meatball sub that tasted like shit that I wolfed down in less than 10 minutes? It might have something to do with that. So we're talking about dreamscapes? Yeah. You ready for mine before I forget it? Yeah. This had nothing to do with AW, but it kind of ties into it. I had a dream that I was tagging with Nick Jackson versus <laughs> Renee Young and I think Terry Funk. Oh, nice. And, and hold on. It was – I was talking to Nick Jackson. I was like, you got to do all – you're the hot tag, man. You're the hot tag. He's like, yeah, no shit on the hot tag, man. Let's just go out there and kill it. The match was – in you ever been to like a shitty uh like um department store like Ollie's or old oh, Kmart's? Yeah. Big lots. Yeah, where there's like not much. They have like those big display things, but they're not really that tall. They're kind of just like six to eight feet tall instead of the ones that are in Walmart that are gigantic. Yeah, it was in there. There you go. That was my wrestling dream. Awesome. I'm wondering if if it, that means that in your head you think highly of yourself and that you were Matt Jackson, or if you think so little of yourself that you're like, I can't even be tag partners with the cool Jackson. I got to be with, with the shitty young boy. No, I, I think I think I'm pretty cool. Um, <laughs> oh, another point about John Moxley before I move it over to Brandon. Um, uh, he got the shit boot out of him for interfering with the, that's how over cowboy shit is. When cowboy shit was going up and John Moxley came in and fucking interfered with him going up the ladder, they booed the shit out of him, which was pretty good. I like this tweener role that he has. And it's also how over cowboy shit is. I not knocking cowboy shit. I just don't see it. They love him, man. People they love must him. must be being the elite, him. which is real funny. You watch that clip I sent you? That's no. funny stuff. That's good stuff. Very no. funny stuff. No. Being elite is top-notch quality. It's such great comedy. Brandon, good thoughts. Yeah, I also got super sick when I got home. I had Saturday night, got drunk and ordered like burgers via DoorDash, ate two or ate one of them and put the other one in the fridge. And I was like, hmm, Saturday to Wednesday? That feels like it's safe. Heated it up when I got home and woke up at 4 a.m. like eight to eight to ten second fart. And then it was just like, like, I think I have an ulcer. I think I've developed an ulcer. Just rolling around in my bed in the middle of the night. So, I, yeah, that was a shared experience based off of the lack of concessions, which has probably jaded my entire view of the this, this match. But, did you um, shit on your bathroom floor? Because I did that about a month ago. <laughs> I want to hear about this. I I gambled and lost. And I had a nice little turd in my fucking underwear. I had to shuffle my way upstairs. <laughs> had to shuffle my way upstairs. Tried to tread oh, gently. God, 
tried to gently take my underwear off. The, the poop flopped out on the floor <laughs> and the rug. Of course, I put my hand in it at oh, some point. <laughs> but I, everything's forgotten now. It's all cleaned. His underwear were obviously destroyed. The carpet, hand. though. You got to turn on the, on the yeah. rug? Oh, they, well, it's the bathroom rug, so it easily goes into the machine. Hey, you got turds in the washing machine. Well, you think it? Yes, water and soap. That's what comes off your hands too. You think you're still pooping my? Ba- Are you trying to say I'm washing my clothes? Oh my god, I'm washing my clothes and poop. Ever since then. Oh no. <laughs> Shall we move on? Damn. I'm mean, not gonna crap we... your pants story. You guys can tell, but I, I, maybe we'll save it for the next time. Save it for the next time. We have to talk about. Pants. <laughs> hold, 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 sorry, one last question. Yes. I, I've I've had similar things happen, but this sounds like it was a a, a log came out. This was not. No, just it like was like. Just I'm trying like... to think of the consistency. Was like, um, it was like if you had like strawberry preserves in your pants. Okay. You know, like it's kind of a solid gelatinous thing. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what, you know what I mean? on the not... Bristol chart what you're talking about. <laughs> right, 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 right. I, I'm imagining you standing up and being like, oops, it's just a whole turd just shot. <laughs> like I have zero control of my bowels. <laughs> and it just opened up like a gate, like the, like the fucking entryway on AEW, and a whole turd shot out of it. Oh, my God. I loosened up for half a second, just eight inches of solid log. Just in my... I lost concentration. My whole life is me concentrating, keeping my sphincter closed. I'm in constant concentration. If I lose, if it breaks at all, turds come flying out. This is the ice cream machine. You just pull the lever down. Soft serve. Oh, uh, do we have to go back to talking about wrestling? Let's do it. Um, uh, all right, so... Uh, a little information for people who have never been to AEW. So you get a, Tony Khan comes out and hypes the crowd up. He fucking goes absolutely apeshit, screaming and yelling, Are you excited for Rampage? Get fucking excited for Rampage, you motherfuckers. Philly's the best in the world. He's losing his shit. He loses his shit for it. Mind you, I did not get excited for Rampage at all. I was gassed at this point. It was very difficult Exhausted. for me to Some people were into it. It, it. There's a definite difference in crowd volume between Dynamite and Rampage. It may not come across on TV, but there's definitely you're definitely starting to see some people getting gassed, especially since a lot of them probably didn't eat. <laughs> so uh, and half of them are bombed, more yeah. than half. Well, yeah. at least pa- uh, Panda Guy was definitely drunk. So Rampage, we got the the preview uh, in Dynamite, and they were like, "Yeah, it's going to be CM Punk versus Daniel Garcia," and that's what this show started off with was CM Punk versus Daniel Garcia. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I did, I did want to mention I, I, this is where they're at as a company, and I I don't want this to come off as like totally shitting on it, but I I think for the live audience this came off as kind of like less than professional to me to pretend to get popped for the second time by the same entrances uh, as we're going into what's supposed to be the Friday show. It reminded me of like a couple years ago I went to see Bill Burr in Philadelphia. And I told my mom about it, and she was like, oh, do you want to go? He's playing in Bethlehem the next night. I would like to go see him too. So I was like, sure, I'll go again. And it's five minutes in, you start hearing the same jokes again, and it's like that total look behind the curtain of that this guy just comes out there and they repeat themselves. And it really spoiled it. I knew it was coming, but it's just it's weird to see it 
twice and to it's you're not supposed to do that and to actively do that with 10,000 people and make them pretend that it's a different day of the week and they're they haven't just sung Judas by Fozzie 40 minutes ago is just fucking weird. I don't know. Did TV you show. got that cross your mind? No. I mean, I guess you've never been to a TV taping for like other wrestling. Yeah. You'll, you'll see guys Not wrestle three times. Days. days. Yeah. yeah, sure. That's just the way it is. We got yeah, you go to a Ring of Honor show. That's what it is. You see Jay Lethal's entry three, yeah. three times. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this was a first for me. And it, and right. Yeah. It's classic wrestling shit where it's like this is stuff that I feel like is pretty agreed upon. It's like, yeah, you don't just keep keep pretending. They just do that. <laughs> just, I mean, they only mentioned Friday night, I think, once when Punk did his promo. We'll fight on Friday night. Other than that, they kind of just played it like, oh, we're going to record this like it's a TV show. No, he said Punk went the other way. Punk was like, we're going to fight later tonight. Or later something. tonight. Right, right. Yeah, he did screw up. That's right. I guess he's not used to TV tapings. It's been a long time. Yeah, right. Anyway, this match was fine. But I was definitely gassed. I liked the end of it. I liked that he didn't use the GTS. He used the Anaconda Vice to change his pace. I guess he saves the GTS for the bigger matches. This was it was good. Garcia looks good, and 2.0 looked creepy. He called them the little brothers and the nasty boys. This is a pretty good match. Yeah, the cra- I don't think the crowd was really into it. I don't it was, think the crowd was into it, anything in the show. I don't even really this. think no. we have to go match by match on this card. I, I, will, I, will, go ahead, Chris. I, I will say this. So aside from CM Punk and them playing his music in a different situation, but playing his music twice, you do get Judas twice, but that's not on TV. That's not recorded. We don't see that. They start to show those guys are already behind the, the, the desk. You know, behind the announcer's table. So that the only thing they do a very good job of not giving you too many things twice. Uh, You got a little bullshit from Ricky Starks early in the show, and then they fought later and the CM Punk stuff. But they're going to get as many CM Punk pops as they can get until that starts to wear thin. Um, But as far as the other stuff. I mean, really, the biggest one and one night of the match of the night that I was like, really, the two guys I really wanted to see, other than Sting, were the uh, the Lucha Brothers, and we got to see them, and I think they got a pretty decent pop. They did, yeah. But, but that was the first time you they, saw them tonight. That, that was the first time so, you saw them. That's what I'm yeah. saying. They they waited. You know, you saw a little bit about the acclaimed earlier on, but we couldn't hear it. It was just on the screen, yeah. and that was the setup for the match with the Lucha Brothers later on. But you. Um, other than that, yeah, I, you do lose a lot of energy. But, you know, I mean, it's that's destined to happen no matter what you do. It's not because of lack of interest because you just you're they're trying to create the illusion that it's another day or you're doing the same things over again. It's a lack of interest because you've been there for four fucking hours yeah. and you get tired. Raw's the same goddamn way. You get there at seven. It doesn't start till eight. And then you're there till 11 o'clock at night. That's just it. You lose people at that point. Yeah, that's why you have. With, with the way Raw is set up, I mean, it is one TV show, so it's a little bit different. But with Raw, if the main event isn't all that great. Like, we went to Raw that – we were at the Raw where Roman Reigns won the title off of Sheamus, and that was fucking amazing, that show. That that crowd went crazy, but went they fucking... weren't going crazy. And t- the only reason – just to, I'm sorry, Jim, but it was – McMahon came back for that one. 
And they weren't they weren't going crazy till you started to realize, holy shit, this dude's gonna win a championship on TV. Yeah, right. That's when it started to go crazy. Right. But if you're gonna top off the second show with a fucking you know FTW title match, like that's, I mean, the crowd's not gonna go nuts. We were gassed. Yeah, gassed. Philly Street might fight was like, all right, it, it was whatever. That, it almost seemed like, you know, you know how you go to Raw and then after it, you get another match? Mm-hmm. Sometimes something yeah, happens after. Match, yeah. You get the late dark. Everybody gives you a little treat for going live. Right. Let me think about this, it. We got, we got, we got uh, CM Punk in a match that you knew he was going to win. Right. We got the Lucha Brothers against, you know, a B-level tag team and they claimed, and I'll tell you, they fucking look like a B-level tag team next to <laughs> yes, uh, they did. Phoenix and Penta. You get a job match for Jade Cargill. Or she jobs out sky blue. And then the main event is this fucking FTW title. And apparently we left right after that match. And I guess they did some big like hype up thing afterwards with Tony Khan comes out with a bunch of ECW guys and they start hyping them all up and shit, which I missed that. We were, we were already walking home at that point. I think we were on Brown street by that point. Yeah. I, I don't know, Frank, Chris, do you have anything to add to this, this show? Did anything stand out to you? I mean, the, no. uh, the Lucha Bros was pretty awesome, but go ahead. No, nothing stood out to me. Okay. Um, Brandon, it Brandon, seemed like it. I it just seemed like I watched the secondary show. Right. Brandon, go. No, I, I mentioned what stood out, and if I'm an amateur wrestling sh- live show attender, then it is what it is. But that was the probably the big thing to me. Philly's street fight didn't land at all. No. Couldn't tell. Probably fifty percent us just being gas, and fifty percent it wasn't that good of a match. But no, it wasn't. Uh, we were stoked. We were stoked to see Ricky Starks too, and yeah, it wasn't. The first time on Wednesday, he did get fucking bashed over the head at one point. Like he, he went head first that. into the chair. Yeah, uh, no in between the ring ropes, which, which was, I don't Stupid. get that. Um, and um, I will point out, uh, Philly wrestling fans being what they are, um, I believe it was during the, it was during the Jade Cargill match, but it was during the tag match. The tag match, yes. It was what the tag match? The rapped about Ben Simmons. The fuck uh, Ben Simmons yeah, chants, yeah. which were... I about that. Uh, yeah. He's coming back, almost, by the way, isn't he, Brandon? Yeah, almost as good as E-A-G-L-E-S. Yeah, Brandon. I knew that the next day I get a Bleacher Report alert. Fuck Ben Simmons chants in Philly. They have a whole article written up about the fact that that happened, which I'm just like, ugh. Also, Ben Simmons is coming back, isn't he? He apparently he showed up last night. Yeah, yeah I don't, so I, there you go. <laughs> very, for, he's back for a couple of weeks. Yeah, keep so. yeah, let him play. He'll start playing better, and everybody'll cheer him again. All right, I got nothing else about this show. It yeah, was fun. I'm glad we went. It was a good time. Um, I would recommend anybody listening if you haven't been to see AEW, make sure you take a nap beforehand and you have lots of energy. Make sure you eat, eat. before you go to the show. Um, be prepared to wait in lines if not. Bathroom line was not bad. I was in and out of the bathroom. But um, the I'm, Dyson I'm blades the... they have did not work to I'm dry sorry. your hands. The I'm Dyson sorry. blades, the hair hand dryers that you stick your hands in, none of those worked, and the paper towels were all out. But yeah. <laughs> that's what God gave you a shirt. Yep, and I would imagine a lot of these people that um, go to these wrestling shows don't wash their hands anyway, so it'd be pretty safe to just wipe wipe them on your shirt, I guess. <laughs> Dry your hands on your shirt. Probably be safe. So, I, let me ask you something. So, you, are you telling me that Bix 
What is he watching? Is he watching Judge Judy? He is. Of course he is. What else? Do well, you think he has a job during the day? Mm. He doesn't wash his hands. No, he doesn't. He picks his nose and eats it, too. I did watch because I called an Uber afterwards. It took about 15 minutes to get through the traffic. The guy standing outside of the venue with the uh, worn-out Phillies duffel bag full of Bootlegs? Uh, Screen-printed screen T-shirts with the AEW logo on. Oh, they were good. I watched, I watched him for 12 minutes. He sold one shirt for – it was half-price souvenir shirts, half-price souvenir shirts. I think he made $10, and he, it looked like he left with about 200 of them. So I'm, I wonder what the fuck that business looks like and where those things go if they just – if somebody's shitty apartment is just full of all the events that just wait around – wait till they come back or something. So I will – Go ahead, Chris. No, I'll tell you this. I had a uh, guy I knew um, owned a used CD store. And uh, another guy I knew used to, he still does, I guess. I don't know. Uh, bootleg, he used to videotape concerts. And there, I remember talking to him. There is a in, an entire network of concert bootleggers out there. I'm sure that there is an entire network of bootleg t-shirt guys that they hand those t-shirts off to want to from guy to guy. Like, I don't think uh, they eat those. I, I think I'm they willing came from to Rochester. Yeah. They're following. Got some, yeah. They, they yeah. follow them. Mm-hmm. Did you ever hear the and stories it, about the grateful, when the grateful dead goes on tours and they got the balloon guy, you know, everybody's got a balloon guy. If you show up with a, with a tank and try to sell balloons, you get roughed up man. they rough you and up. And then mafia your tank. ass up. It's like one one group of like I, I don't know who they are, but uh, they follow around the Grateful Dead and they're the, that's it. They're the balloon people. You bring your own balloon shit and try to sell it, they're gonna beat your ass. Brandon, did you this ever experience this at Fish? Uh, no, I never brought a tank and got roughed up. But I, I could <laughs> I could I could, I could imagine something that, that someone like that would be there. I guess I just didn't cross my mind that there's like the the fucking margin on a ten dollar T-shirt to be like shipping them to Miami for the next show, so to right. maybe sell ten more and get another forty dollars. Some guy like, in a fucking Jeep, I guess, is driving around. It's just the dark. That's the dark side of the ring, bro. Yeah, it is. All right, so what do we got next week? Um, tomorrow that Stardom show is going to be up. I'll watch that. Um, we got New Japan next week to talk about. We'll get all caught up on G1. I think it's coming to a close soon. Uh, we got AEW. Oh, they announced a buy-in show for Friday or Saturday or something. Um, I think AEW Dynamite is on Saturday this week. AEW is on Saturday this yeah. week, yes. So there's a buy-in for either Rampage or Dynamite that features Daniel Bryan versus Minoru Suzuki. We're getting that match. Oh. Does it pique your interest? Yeah. Why not? That should be right. fucking epic. Yeah, Chris, so the, the buy in the buy in is Friday, October fifteenth at nine. Yes. So it's the buy in for Rampage. Okay. Uh on YouTube it is Bobby Fish versus Lee Moriarty. Okay, when does the show start? Starts at nine. Okay, so the, nine, it'll be 10, an hour. Full hour. Talk, okay, good. And then they'll they'll give you an hour. And then you have Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki, which is worth tuning into right there. I'll yeah. definitely be watching this. Yeah, on on the tube, the YouTube. On the YouTube. Exciting mm-hmm. stuff. I'm in. 
Yeah. I'm so excited a, a full turd might just shoot out of my shorts <laughs> when I'm walking around. My asshole will just become like a uh, vortex. I'm, I'm sprinting to the TV. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm walking. No farts, no squeezing, just <laughs> turd just flying out. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm in the midst of a uh, uh, complete and total mental breakdown, so I'm off until Saturday. I was given off from work because I'm losing my fucking mind. You deserve it. Yeah. You've worked hard your whole life, Chris. Just take off. Any interest in the Flyers? The Flyers are starting on Friday. Chris, you watch them? Um, when you give me professional sports or uh, professional wrestling, namely Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki, um, the return of Lee Nolan, the Flyers uh, stadium announcer, could be flushed down the fucking toilet. Could be shit care. out of my butthole with no you effort whatsoever. Could shit that <laughs> in your living room and pinch your butt cheeks, try to carry it upstairs and dump it out on your rug. Then take it that rug, throw it in the washing machine, and get shit smeared all over your washing machine. Then have shit clothes for the next six months. That's not how it works, but now it's in my head. And now I'm, every time I watch anything, there's gonna be shit all over it. I'm gonna be smelling it. <laughs> oh, it smells like poop. <sighs> Brandon, Flyers? Yeah. No, I'm on I'm on like pro sports detox. I don't know if yeah. it's you guys getting getting in my head or what, but I'm like slowly weaning myself off here. It's only I'm worth watching every... when you're gambling on it, in my opinion. And that's football playoffs for me. Can I? Can I? Yeah, I mean we're gonna get into this, and we got some time. If I may say something, um, it's I I find and that thank there, you for joining us this week. Now I'm getting good. I find that there are way more horrible fucking human beings in professional sports than there are decent individuals. Now I understand that horrible human beings uh, get uh, ratings on ESPN. Talking about how good a guy is doesn't do shit for anybody because everybody fucking hates one another and they just badmouth each other online these days. So you know, um, it's just about it just John seems. Gruden? It just seems we're it just don't even get me into that. It just seems like <laughs> it just seems like um, it just seems like it's just a, it like a detriment to me. What is that? I think, too. Well, you know, I mean, I, I, I work Sunday afternoons. Uh, the Eagles are a big part of my income Perfect. and I watch the Eagles um, and. I enjoy watching football, uh, and when the Eagles get good, I get excited. And when they get bad, I find it funny. I don't get mad. Um, and I watch people watch the Eagles or watch just sports in general and watch a team that you know isn't good and lose your mind over the fact that they're not good. And it just it seems like a massive waste of energy to me. Yes. It's insane. It's just insanity to get fired up about that stuff. Uh, my my I, father-in-law, he gets real angry. I don't. I think too for me. I don't know if it's the pandemic moving the seasons around, or if it's just as I get older, every year goes faster than the one before. But I'm also like, I just watched this shit. Like I just got disgusted by the Flyers. Like what feels like two months ago. Like I'm not yeah. ready to like, get excited about. Right. I'm when, excited about this again. I was just over it. When I found myself getting feeling obligated, like I felt like I was putting the flyers on and thinking to myself, I don't want to do this. And then before you know it, I'm, you know, not. And I just I couldn't tell you. I don't know any anything about him. So I don't give a shit. Claude Giroux is still with the team. Good for him. <laughs> I, I, it does feel good to like all my sports fan friends. You just get those like rogue texts about like. 
Couturier fucking sucks and be like, ah, I'm actually uh, at the Renaissance Fair right now. I don't I don't watch that anymore. I paint miniatures. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I went to the drive-in on Friday. Talk about it. Oh, I wanted awesome. to talk about this. Yeah, Chris, you should take a ride. You you get a drive-in out in Jersey somewhere. So we went yeah. up to we cruised up to uh, Mahoning up in the Pioquinos just before we, the Pioquinos. Is someone going to ask me a question? Chris, were you asking me a question? No, 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 no. We know that area. My uh, my mother-in-law's in that area up there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, went up there and um, we got tickets. We watched Nightmare on Elm Street 1. I ate two hot dogs. One had cheese on it. Uh, before I even ate the hot dogs, I started having stomach tremors. <laughs> Dude. I did not shit the rug this time. But I thought I was going to have to. Um, I thought I was going to have to. Chris dying, mute. Uh, I thought I was going to have to use the porta potty there, which is fucking terrifying because it's absolutely dark in that place. So I don't know. Like, I'm not one of these people. I walk into a porta potty. I don't need lights. I know where the fuck the toilet is. I know where the hand washing station is. But to turn the lights on in the dark in a porta potty is terrifying to me. Like, I'm afraid there's a beast. Swamp thing lives in there. And he's gonna suck the poop out my butthole. <laughs> so I realize over the years I'm starting to develop, and it has, it's been a while that this has been going on. I'm developing allergies, mild allergies to things. Now I was super hungry in the afternoon, and I knew I had to eat before we went. We left right for my wife's work. It took us two and a half fucking hours to get to to the yeah. house. It only took like an hour and ten minutes to get home. Took two and a half traffic. Hours. I mean, I was going mm-hmm. 80 miles an hour coming home. But I ate peanut butter and jelly. And I can't eat peanuts. <laughs> you peanuts know you can't do that. fucked my guts up. So I started burping, and I was like, oh, that's the end of it. Well, as it worked its way through my system, I also started farting and getting gut stomach pains. So that's what it was. So I did not have to shit. <laughs> but we had a good time. So we saw, we saw Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, the original, <laughs> and we watched uh, Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Which was also wild as shit. And then we drove home. And you didn't I watch it. Wasn't there three movies? There was three. The third one was uh, something terrible. I didn't watch it. I would have been there till two o'clock in the morning. I still yeah, I know. Home. I don't blame you. I, we were done I, at midnight. I got home I at watched, like 1.30. I saw that you went up there and I Googled to see what the movie you were getting was. was and I was jealous. It was Freddy Krueger. I was really jealous when you, I saw that you went up to the driving I think I've been there before. That was my first time up there in years. First time I think no. I went was I went and saw Snakes on a Plane whenever that came out. What what was the audio delivery device? device? Oh, I have a uh, hand crank radio, like an old school. Oh, so you just listened to it through system. a radio and you're. Yeah, we got we had our beach chairs. We put them out, out front of the car. And um, Tina brought a, I'm sorry, my wife brought a couple of box wines with her. And I hand cranked. Well, like it's solar powered too, so I let it sit out for a while, and I hand cranked it. And we nice. listened to it on that. It's pretty cool. But you can listen to it in your car, and yeah, all that stuff just comes. <laughs> There's in always memory. some dickhead that fucking turns his high beams on because he's a fucking moron. I ended up having to walk up and knock on a guy's window because they had his brake lights on, so we had this glaring red light, and the staff saw me going over, and they were like, "I went and knocked," and the staff was like, "We'll take care of this. We'll take care of this." They went, wow. "Excuse me." They were real nice. I wasn't going to be real nice. <laughs> Yo, dumb motherfucker. I thought you'd see Freddy Krueger up there. I just drove two and a half fucking hours. I shit on my carpet to get here. Those thighs and his fingers ain't going to be like nothing when I stick my fist in your fucking throat. Yep. That's exactly what happened. 
But it was fun. My, really shorts, my shorts are full of peanut butter and hot dog diarrhea. And I'm three hours away to go see <laughs> Freddy Krueger. I turned your damn brake lights I didn't off. even get on 476 before I had shitted all over my carpet. <laughs> shitted. It was yeah, fun, though. I would I highly recommend that. Brandon, have you ever done there, it? There's like a uh, whole controversy going on. I think they, someone sold the land to that place, and they're like trying to fight the closure of the Mahoney so Drive-In. What happened was that the current owner of the land sold the company, sold the land to... Or didn't sell the land, but he sold the lease to a solar panel company. So they were going to put a solar farm up there. Uh, but it was a surprise. They didn't tell Mahoney they were doing it. It was kind of like, oh, by the way, you got to be out of there by this time. And they did a whole fundraiser thing online. But the solar company contacted him and said, yeah, you don't have to close. We'll figure something out. It was real quick and easy. It was like in one week, it was all over. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, so they'll be open for next season. It's fun. It's totally worth the ride. There. Yeah, you bring some cash with you. You just buy. I always, even if I'm not going to eat it, I just buy some fucking popcorn and shit. They got, just so they have money and I, you know, support the cause. That's fun. I'm like, I'm like uh, a couple bad weeks of work and a couple NFTs away from just buying a $70,000 home in Mahoning, PA, and just hunkering down up there. Honestly, I've been looking at places up there. Yeah. It's fucking gorgeous up there. The weather's great. It's cooler. It's like legit 10, 10 degrees cooler than down yeah. in the city. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, when you when you drive, you got it's on the other side of the tunnel, right? Yeah, as soon as you cross the tunnel, you're as in soon as you get to the first exit of the tunnel, and when you come out of the tunnel, it's just like, <laughs> right? You're just mm-hmm. higher. <laughs> it's fucking great. I love it up there. Yeah, we're going up there for uh, Thanksgiving up that way. Yeah. Cool. You going to see a movie? Probably not, because I'll probably be coming home the day that you would see the movie. Okay. But I'll light a fire. Nice. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> Anything else before this? <laughs> All right, let's go home. All right, so next week we got some stuff. We got AEW. We got Dana Bryan versus Suzuki. We got uh, New Japan. We got uh, Stardom. I'll uh, just make a list of the matches you should watch. Um, and there you go. And that's what we're going to talk about next week. So, uh, Let's get out of here. Thanks for joining us this week and follow us and join us here every week on Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. For Brandon and Chris, I'm Jim, and we will be back here next week.